Welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Fraser. I'm Will. And I'm Steve. And this week we're looking at Season 5, Episode 15, Room Service, in which Fraser, Niles and Lilith enter a Freudian menage a trois, complete with food in the bathroom. So Steve, my questions for you this week, my good man. Have you ever made use of room service in any, at any point in your life? And where do you stand on food in the bathroom? I stand on not having food in the bathroom. I'll answer that one quite Pretty, pretty resolute. <laughs> I'd like to think that you were the same on that. I get the feeling you're a person who would not be eating in the bathroom very often. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I will drink a beer in the bath. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people would consume wine in the bath with yeah. a book or you know, a bit of music or something. That's quite normal, but I think eating is definitely a, a no-no. Have you ever maybe taken a bite of something and suddenly had to go you know, for a wee? And and, yeah. and and then you're you're eating whilst doing that act, and it feels slightly perverse. More often than not, probably at work, yeah, walking towards the bathroom, finishing the last mouthful of a sandwich, and entering, but not literally taking a bite whilst. In. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's okay then. That's okay. But room service, talk to me. So room service. Okay, mm. so when I was going to get married, uh, this was the uh, first time when I did get married. Obviously, when I, when we were planning it, we uh, we booked a hotel to have our uh, honeymoon in and um, put a deposit down on it. Then that wedding that we were planning didn't go ahead. Um, We actually got married somewhere else. But we tried to get the deposit back thinking we'd postponed it. Maybe we can get out of this clause. You know, if we postpone it for two years, if the cancellation clause says within a month, well, technically we've moved it by two years. And anyway, we didn't get the money back. We, um, We had to use it and we had a nice room booked. Unfortunately, the room didn't come up to the amount of the deposit. So we spent two nights there and thought, well, we need to waste this money. So we ordered a hell of a lot of room service. Oh, nice. Complete down how much deposit we'd used. We did manage to use quite a lot, but it's like, yeah, just uh, just order whatever you want. Do you know what I mean? Order a drink. Order another drink. Order some more food. Do we want it? Well, we need to use this money, so just keep ordering Bring stuff. Bring it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like a, a real fatty sort of weekend of, I think it was two or three nights we stayed there, and literally we must have spent... I don't know, two or three hundred quid just on room service meals alone. <laughs> just blowing it. <laughs> that is is truly living the dream. I yeah. I, I have never <laughs> say that again. Sorry, you more than took advantage. <laughs> I've never ever in my life made use of room service in any capacity. So that's that's going to be something I tick off the bucket list at some point. Um, I'd love to order eggs Florentine after a night of passion, but uh, you know who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> a year <laughs> yes hopefully more than once a year um shall we took ourselves in to trivia corner this week yeah i'm feeling fresh i think this well, excellent I don't know, i'm glad you are because i can certainly say i am not um so we have our usual questions from the uh the trivia cadre so i'm going to open with our man down under mr ham winston for you this week steve question one I made a boo-boo with my writer's question two episodes back. So let's try again. Who wrote Room Service? And no, it wasn't David Lloyd. No, it wasn't David Lloyd. And it wasn't Joe Keenan either. It wasn't. I would have to use a bit of a power of deduction here. And the person I think it's going to be is a person who's written, from what I know, quite a few Lilith episodes. I think he wrote <clears throat> a 
assuming it's a male. Uh, that's the way I'm going with this. I mm-hmm. think he wrote Adventures in Paradise when Lilith shows up. I think he wrote the show where Lilith comes back. Mm-hmm. So I think the writer, and the reason I'm going with this is because I think this person also wrote quite a few Cheers episodes containing Lilith, and I think he wrote the Wings episode containing Lilith. I think it's Ken Levine. It is. It absolutely is. Fantastic. So just superior levels think, of deduction there. I think it's because I know that he's done a lot of the Lilith episodes. Mm. I think, I don't know if that's because he did some of a lot of the Cheers ones that I think then did Frasier, uh, you know, those people then say, maybe we should get Ken back. It's a Lilith episode. You know, he knows Lilith's character well. He knows the history. But yeah, when I think he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he wrote the Wings episode, uh, Planes, Trains and Visiting Cranes um, with mm. Fraser as well. So I think he's, he's, he's like the Lilith writer. That's yeah, he certainly <laughs> is. He certainly knows what he's doing with Lilith. Um, question two, a, a storming start there. Why can Fraser almost feel the curtain rising? Uh, Lilith's dress, isn't it? It's, he makes two comments, doesn't he? He says, is he, does he say bravo at one point? I think so because or is it's it all, it's a encore? Th- it, it's a, well th- th- that's the 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 clincher. Yeah, the, the dress is encore or something, isn't it? The couture line encore, and he says bravo. I can almost feel the curtain rising. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, stunning dress from a new couture line encore. Very good, two for two. Can we make it three for three? According to the hidden message in this episode, how many times a year does Niles make love? Oh, we've kind of answered we that. We have <laughs> one. Sorry, Hammy. Uh, once he only orders eggs Benedict after a night of passion and mentions he only has that breakfast once a year. God, yeah, that is, is devastating. It's very rich, isn't it? Well, I only have it once a year. <laughs> so sad. So sad. Uh, trivia from a little Bobby Briscoe, LBB. How many times do we hear the word okay in the hotel room? Uh, this is good. This is good. So in the hotel room, not spoken just by the maitre d'. In the hotel room. Well, yeah, the guy that does the room service, I've got to say, must do it four, five times. Mm. I reckon there's going to be a trick that Lilith or and Frasier say it as well. It's got to be more than it's got to be more than one person, isn't it? It's not just going to be the. I I will give you a clue. There is. It's not just the waiter. I had a feeling it wouldn't be because Bobby Briscoe is going to try and trick me. So I'm going with five times by the waiter alone. And I reckon Lilith chucks one in as well. So you're going for six total. Yeah. (laughs) What I've got here is five total. Three by the waiter, one by Niles and one by Frasier. So a really nice breakdown there, but a, a tough question, but a fun one because that is a an iconic word in this in this episode. Okay, <laughs> okay, um, absolutely excellent there from little Bobby Brisk. Before I go over to the the MK himself, have you got some for me, Stephen? I have. I have uh, three quite quick ones for you. Hopefully, they're uh, mm. you know varying degrees of difficulty. I oh, think. goody. Uh, question number one: Who does Lilith's husband Brian leave her for? Oh, I'll give you the description. He's a little hussy. He's <laughs> a little hussy. Um, <laughs> it's easy to name. So it's it's someone. It's a man who is more effeminate than Lilith. But Brian, oh god, I should I should caveat that I watched this episode maybe a week <laughs> ago. 
Um, yeah, I was like, half an hour before you. Uh, I was, sent me I was planning. <laughs> I was planning to record earlier. Um, oh, can I possibly venture the starting initial? Uh, we'll we'll go back to how <laughs> Kennedy Burling started. The initials are S D. S D. Sam. Sam Daniels. <laughs> It's going to be Kennedy Burlingate all over again. <laughs> it's Stan Jablowski. <laughs> oh, God. sorry. What was the first name? Stan. Stan. So you were very close. Sam instead of Stan. But yeah, oh. Stan Jablowski, the little hussy. The little hussy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Great question, though. Uh, question number two. Niles and Fraser are planning on going to the Union Club. What does Fraser say all the stuffed shirts talk about? Uh, they're prostates. Yes, that's one of them. <laughs> and their portfolios. Correct, Mr. Carroll. Yes, I'll do the old double P. Um, And the last one, when Niles falls asleep with his head in the ice tray, he wakes up and says he was dreaming of what? It's going to have to be a Lilith joke because it's so cold. Um, No, it's colder. (laughs) It's colder. Colder than Lilith. Sorry, sorry, not Lilith. I meant Maris. Um... Maybe he's woken up on Maris's side of the bed, or that she's kissing him. I'm just to say that he's woken up. Maris was kissing him. I dreamt I was having a tango with Maris. Oh, <laughs> tango with Maris. Good lord, that's a good question, though. Is that your three? I've already lost track. It is. That's the three. Excellent. One out of three. I, yeah, not very good. Let's let's keep that on the down low. Um, okay, our boy MK. So we got three from him. Then we've got little Owl in the Glen and Run for Your Life to cap things off. MK's first one for you, Steve. How many times does Niles fall asleep this episode? Right, so we've got one in the ice tray. I've just said that. There is one in the bathroom where he falls <clears> in the <throat> tray. There is one in Nervosa, I believe, when he's on the phone. So I'm going to have missed at least one more four. <laughs> the answer, this is, this is surprising, but there's also a nice trick in here. So the answer I was looking for was six. So there's five right. narcoleptic episodes, but then obviously once overnight with Lilith. Oh. So very cheeky oh. there for, of MK. Um, so, you know, looking for five narcoleptic, but then he does he does sleep with Lilith. So there you go. I still only got three, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, second question from MK this week. What is the pretense Lilith uses for being in Seattle? A self-psychology conference or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. attending yeah. the National Conference on Self-Psychology, so that's absolutely more than enough. Um, where did Fraser and Niles find the dead horse? Oh, is it um, Cousin Harry's farm or something like that, is it? Oh, you're close. Uncle well, Henry. It, yeah, I was going to say, it's a relative, and I thought it was Harry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Henry. I completely missed this line. of I can't even remember this line of dialogue or what this is about or in reference to. Yeah, nothing, nothing helps other than the, de- uh, the image of a dead horse when he's trying to put Li- um, Fraser off sleeping with Lilith. They're in the kitchen. That's it. That's it. Um, trivia from Little Owlet in the Glen. Or we got, have we got two here? I can't. Hang on. Okay, here we go. Lilith attests that she's in Seattle for a conference on South Psychology. Why might that be foreshadowing that she'll ultimately end up in bed with Niles rather than Fraser? This is an interesting psychology question. Based on you saying it's a psychology question, I'm going to guess that self-psychology was written by 
it's got to be by Jung, hence she slept with Niles, leaning towards Niles rather than Fraser. I don't know. <laughs> that is, stay that's superb. That's exactly what I was looking for. So I'll read you the answer that we've got here from, from Rachel. Self-psychology is a concept less related to Freudian psychology. Fraser's a Freudian and more closely related to Jung. Niles is a Jungian. So there'll be no blaming mother today. Um, if you ever said it's a psychology question, I wouldn't have even thought about which psychiatrist they prefer. I know, but that was that was superb. Additionally, we know that Lilith is not a Freudian, preferring Skinner's work on behavior modification that she once stated. Congratulations, Fraser, You've done it again. You've led another unsuspecting innocent down one of your dark, <laughs> dead-end Freudian hallways. <laughs> Yeah. That is really <laughs> superb. Great question. Um, as well as their matching bathrobes, what is the other matching thing about Fraser and Niles this episode? Oh, they both ordered the same breakfast, I think, don't they? Can you remember which of the egg variants it is? I think it's Benedict. I think Lilith gets Florentine. It absolutely is. They both order eggs Benedict. Have you have you had eggs Benedict? Are you a yes. fan? Yes, yeah, no, I like I like most scrambled eggs or egg breakfasts as, as such. Yeah, egg I don't breakfast. Think it's an egg I've had that's not good. <laughs> uh, that, that's a tagline. That's a bumper sticker yeah. if I've ever heard one. I've never. There's oh, never been an egg that I've had that's not good. That's why eggs are in a shortage because I've sold all the eggs. <laughs> statements such as that. We should make some podcast bumper stickers, and I would I would have that on there. Um, shall we jump into the review then? Yeah. Yeah. So animation it. watch. What was it this week? I think it was just a little tiny red flashing light at the top of space. Nick, it was. It? Feels like it's yeah. been a while since we've seen this this classic of the. It is uh, an incredibly simple opening, isn't it? It's, it it's is. Nothing, there, nothing leading to what it could have been. You know, they could have had a sign that said motel or something like that. You know, it's room service, but you know, yeah, they went through, or, or like um, one of those ones that said no vacancy flashing down at the bottom. Do you know what I mean that would have been quite cool? That I was just thinking that that would have been good to have some kind of thematized ones around. You know, like thinking of the Impossible Dream, one of my top tens. That would have been perfect to have a, a no vacancy sign flashing. Yeah. Um, that would have been good. Um, Ros needs the bathroom now. I massively relate to this um, as someone who wheezes all the time. Um, but yeah, so this is presumably because of the the pregnancy and yeah, Fraser's probably not the most forgiving person to let her go out the booth. Well, although he sort of tries to get her to study, doesn't he? And then he, and then he has the woman, which I believe is, is it Hal Berry played Betsy? I think I noticed on the credits. Oh, end. is it Halle Berry? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Quite a famous one there. She, she might not have been as famous back then. I mean, what year would this have been? 98, maybe 97? Uh, a little bit later, maybe. Yeah, 98. Yeah, maybe it was her peak. She'd, she'd have been, was she Catwoman at one point or something like that? Yeah, so I'm thinking just early 2000s, maybe 2001 or 2000, she did Monsters Ball, and that's what she won her Oscar for. So she's kind of in yeah. in and around Rising. the peak. Yeah, rising to fame, maybe more than actually really. Yeah, but she was the caller, I believe. Um, and yeah, when she starts saying she's, is it, you know, starting to feel like she was going to drown and there was water rushing in and Leaking gushing in, and pouring everywhere. <laughs> yes, that's quite an image, isn't it, Ross? Ross? <laughs> Honestly. Um, but yeah, Ross, she runs out. You can't, you know, when you got to go, you got to go. Um, Lilith takes her place. Just another one of those great little kind of switch and bait, bait and switch rather. Um, yeah. And then Fraser turning to see her. And I, I, I feel like him screaming at the sight of her happens multiple times across the series the other one it happens in is with the uh appearance of diane isn't it diane chambers is behind him yes and zoom in on his mouth yeah, yeah the big big scream that's been used in quite a lot of memes obviously yeah. um but yeah obviously it's it's a it's a, a trope of bringing back 
um, cast members from Cheers. In fact, actually, I think Ken Levine, as I spoke about earlier, he actually wrote, I think the one with Sam comes back as well. So he was definitely a bit of a Cheers player. To He's bring the, him the in, kind of bridge in. between the two yeah, shows. I think they sort of used him a lot to try and bring in those characters. I don't know if he did the one with Diane, actually. That might be interesting to look up if he did the Diane episode as well. Mm, yeah, worth looking. Worth looking into. But yeah, definite kind of collision of worlds, having Lilith and KCL. It feels slightly perverse, slightly strange. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Goes straight past security, much like Diane does. I was told <laughs> Fred might be up here. You mean he's on air? I mean, of course he's up there. He wouldn't be anywhere else in there other than the studio. I yeah. was told I might find him here. Well, yes, you will for three hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's like it's like me arriving at BBC Studios back where I know someone like Ken Bruce is on BBC Radio Two, just walking into his booth whilst he's recording and taking your seat at the production table. It's just like yeah, yeah. she's just waltzing in. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Maybe she's just got a, an aura where the guards are like she's not worth the hassle. Yeah, the so. on-air lights on, but you know, just go to the producer's room and just stand there. He'll notice you eventually, and just obviously. <laughs> Be pleased to see you. <laughs> Obviously, they definitely won't go good mental. Ah, yeah. um, it does say um, for for is it for listeners that have been here from the start, they will know who this is. <laughs> um, so we 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 find out in kind of a minute or two time that um, that Brian has has left, um, which is which is sad. Brian is 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 from Adventures in Paradise. Yes, it's that yeah, Brian. It's, it's we know with her having so many faults <laughs> classic um there's a nice moment between them when there's like we have an amazing child and they're kind of reflecting on on freddie and um just kind of this this nice this nice moment between the two of them and you know you this is another classic episode where you see in patches why they would have been so perfect for one another um but but as always, you see how much or I presume this is what's insinuated by uh, Fraser's actions. But he's still the horn dog that he always has been. Oh, he say. is. He then goes, "Yes, okay, Lilith, I'll see you tonight. Bye then," and just walks out of the room, quite not really wanting to look at her awkward. Like you've had a hug, mate. Come on, what's happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why just... do you now have to just leave your briefcase? The show's not finished, has it? He just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> It's just his brain has been completely addled by her return. Um, a nice Adams family link here. So I, at my school, they do like a big musical every year. Um, and the one that was that was this year that I went to see was the Adams family. And when that, you probably already know this, but when that um, debuted on Broadway, it was Nathan Lane, also in Frasier. And uh, was it BB Newarth? BB Newarth, um, yeah, it was. Um... As Morticia. Yeah. Um, so just a nice sort of connection there because I think she would have been great. I think the two of them, I'd have loved to have, have seen that performance. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah, um, so yeah, yeah. as well, fantastic actor. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, would you describe your hands as strong and comforting now, Steve? As Lilith so <laughs> generously describes Fraser's. I mean, Fraser, the size of him compared to Bibi, who is actually just tiny, isn't she? she? Is so I small. mean. It is a bit like King Kong picking the, the I can't remember the female character in King Kong, you know, the, the sort of iconic gorilla yeah. holding the whole woman in his hand. And that kind of just, I mean, that's the, the image I get sometimes. Yeah. Kelsey next to Bibi. I mean, yeah, I reckon he is. His hands probably are quite comforting because they probably cover her whole entire back when he's given her a hug. <laughs> Thank God you said hug. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know where that was going. Um, 
yeah so so we've got this great line from Lilith now no sooner do I get the closet of my dreams than my husband comes out of it I mean Ken Levine absolutely hitting out the park with that line um he, that, that's I mean, like I say he did do Adventures in Paradise so he obviously had that warmed up from the whole oh you know seismologist Brian with so many you know me with so many faults or whatever and Brian being a seismologist it, they know how to write Lilith he's yeah. very very good at writing Lilith yeah, yeah, they, they really do. They really do. It's absolutely superb. Um, so the coffee count is well. I've got one here. I have one for Niles. Yeah, I mean, Fraser does come in and say that looks great, and he says, "Remember your diet." And then Fraser never orders. It's just one for Niles. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I'm putting you on the spot now. I can't remember the last time we read this figure out. I think we're somewhere around one seventy, or or maybe a little bit less than that. In a big. So we'll circle back, I think, and and have a look into that. Um, well, I must say, well, well, I'm looking. Right, I had 167, and then there was desperately seeking closure. Where everyone knows your name. I I had 167 after that, so it depends how many we then had after. We had three with Zoo Story. That's 170. Uh, we had nothing in the Maris Counselor, and we've had. Nothing in Ski Lodge, nothing here. So 171, I believe that makes it. Mm, nice. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. So Niles' narcolepsy strikes again here. Um, does this does this make sense? Or is this as Corey talks about with the Ski Lodge and, and Martin's ears getting blocked? Is it just too convenient of a plot device? Well, it, it works better when we get to the hotel scenes, doesn't it? It doesn't need to be in most of them. There's, a, there's the funny line I gave you, which was, I think, when they're in 19, and when he goes, oh, you fell asleep again. And he says, oh, yes, I dreamt I was tangoing with Maris. In Nervosa, I mean, there's no need for it. There's no need for him. To Other than it. to establish it for later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a feed concept, isn't it? I mean, I was about to comment uh, that I actually think <laughs> two really hilarious lines from Niles here when he says, oh, speaking of buns I could do without... That's a brilliant line. Yeah. It then comes with Lilith is back. And he goes, oh, that would explain why blood was pouring from all of my faucets. <laughs> that is superb. Um, and he says, well, uh, Brian's left Lilith. And he goes, for a man, damn, I owe dad $5. <laughs> Niles had a bet with Martin about this. Honestly. Superb that Niles is now warming up to have a joke behind Lilith's back. And Martin thinks that, no, it will be for a woman. And Niles guesses for, no, sorry, Martin guesses that a man, you know. Yeah. I just think you're bringing in another great gag there. And obviously it's because they think that Lilith's manly, I presume. And that's why the man would then look for someone more feminine, which was Stan. Yeah, um, he found him. Yeah, I just love Niles' lines there. Poking fun at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's superb. I mean, Frasier, we're seeing the return of, of something that we've already kind of had glimpses of that he finds her vulnerability kind of highly desirable. Mm. Um, you know, the line, oh baby, when she when she <laughs> enters the uh enters the apartment. Thank um, you, Frasier. That. <laughs> yeah, I needed that. I mean, it's you know, it's it's nice on some level because the two of them did have an undeniable connection, and there's parts of that that remain despite their clear incompatibilities. Um, and you know, the, the kind of general conceit of this episode really does rub people up the wrong way. A lot of people don't like this. Um, yeah, but, um, you yeah. Know, or maybe we'll talk about that towards the end. But you know, it, it, yeah, there are they are incompatible despite the fact that many of us want them to to, to not be. Um, Martin's trying to get Eddie to roll over here. I mean, Steve, you're, you're a, an owner of some some lovely dogs that enter competitions, and you know they're they're kind of purebred. 
can they do many tricks? Uh, I've never really spent the time to teach tricks. My dogs can catch biscuits in their mouth from a bit of a distance. As that, if that's pretty good. Yeah, as long as it's above their head, they're pretty good that they can actually open their mouth and catch a biscuit. Better than I could if I sat the other side of the room and you threw a biscuit at me. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, they can catch things. Um, you know, general things like sit, paw, you know, stand, stay still, things like that. Wait. I think that's um, I think that's more than ninety percent of docs. So you know, you're doing a pretty good job there. The basic stuff, but you know, um, the fact that Martin wants to spend his time trying to teach a dog to roll over or or beg. We have taught one at last to beg, but unfortunately, when you try and teach her something else, as soon as you show her the food, she just begs. Which is <laughs> she then thinks you get the food every time. You have to then break that cycle to give them another instruction, but. Um, yeah, you know, t- teaching a dog is quite rewarding, especially when they actually get it. It always takes a bit of time. But mm. I mean, the fact that uh, what is it that I mean, he's been trying to teach da- Daffy says, oh, all these circus tricks. And then she just comes up and Martin just goes, no, nothing that exciting at all. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it is how he actually teaches him. It's uh, oh, as, in, as in what's the actual trick that Martin yeah. teaches? It's, it's just yeah. a rollover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Rollover is probably slightly more impressive than sit, maybe. But yeah, yeah. It, does, I mean, it takes a while to do it to actually get them to move along you're sort of dragging your hand to one side and hoping the dog's nose will actually follow it eventually the dog works out if it does that it gets the food but most of the time they just sort of stand up and move to the side and go what yeah <laughs> it's, it is mad i was already sitting down and waiting or, or laying down why do you want me over there for now you want it why don't you just move your arm <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just don't understand how, how how yeah how how people do it and how they train them because yeah it's it's nuts but there we are you imagine every trick that gets done, you've got Martin or John Mahoney technically in the way trying to get Eddie to do that trick. Somewhere behind him, Matilda de Cagney is actually getting that dog to do the trick, and she's standing up and afar with a camera and Martin between her. Yeah. And the, whereas me, I'm literally putting a biscuit on the end of a dog's nose and saying, sit down until it does it. He doesn't get the biscuit. She's doing it from a distance, standing up with lights, camera, audience, everything. You've got to think... Fish. <laughs> yeah, you got to think she can speak to them on some level. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's That's that. One hell of a story, oh yeah, yeah, massively. Um, they both freak out now. Uh, you never said she was coming up here. You never said she was coming up here. Uh, just wonderful <laughs> repetition for emphasis there from Martin. Um, I do love how they all go to meltdown whenever Lilith is in town. Um, I love Martin Shuffle as soon as he has to move. I mean, he's all sort of limpy and old age pensioner. As soon as Lilith's in town, it's like drops the cane and legs it. Leave the cane, just go. Leave the cane. (laughs) Um, She arrives now. Oh, Niles, sorry to hear your marriage ended in a shambles. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> One of my favourite deliveries of this episode is 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 that ditto from from DHP. That is so good. Um, I put here one of the few times that a kitchen invite is turned down. Um, is this when Niles invites Frasier to the kitchen because he's clearly a hornball and yeah. he doesn't want to go? Frasier knows he doesn't need to be talked out of it. He's ready to uh, get laid, basically, isn't he? Well, he can uh, almost uh, feel the curtain rising, Um, (laughs) which is just a superb euphemism for um, his excitement downstairs, shall we say. What was the uh, what's the other one? She, she says something. And he says uh, only if you stand in the light. So oh, uh, it, uh, it's something about oh, it's so transparent. That's it. Very only transparent. Over there in the light. Oh, <laughs> Fraser, can I see you in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, when it comes to an ugly image, you can't beat a dead horse, which we already talked about. Yeah. Uncle Henry's yeah. farm, uh, <laughs> classic. Um, so we've got all of this hijinks. We've got all the shenanigans at, uh, at, at 1901. Lilith's back. We now cut to the hotel well, room it's 
good morning, isn't it? And then the, I, I wrote down the reveal of Niles, as in she says good morning, and then suddenly that blanket goes back, and there's David Hyde Pierce. What goes, do you oh, make yeah. of this? So this is a controversial topic in in the in the fandom. I love this episode, and it has very little bearing on how I think of any of these three characters, and maybe that's testament to the show just kind of dropping it after one episode, which I guess doesn't make a fat lot of sense. But You know what? I don't, and I never have, and as I said last time when we spoke on the ski lodge, and I said I used to make the joke about, oh, looky here, it's only 9.30. I've always enjoyed this episode, and I've never once, until the fandom, like you say, get in touch and start talking to you about it, I never once thought, oh, morally, would I do that? Morally, is this wrong? I never cared. I just thought, it's a funny episode. It's a sitcom. I enjoyed it. They had a fight. They have a really... I, I mean, this is a bit... Do you remember when we reviewed Lie Lie and we said that opening scene was really, really good and the rest of it's piffle? Yeah. This, for me, the opening sort of 10 minutes, I, I like. There's a lot of good lines in it. But the hotel room scene is the winner of this episode for me. That's 100%. Part. I don't care for the rest of the storyline. It's almost a let's not care how we get there. Let's just get there moment. Mm. It's not, I mean, we, we care more about the laughter in that scene. The acting between those three is better than the rest of them. Yeah. So I don't really care about the moral behind it. I should because it kind of, yeah, I don't really agree with sleeping with your brother's ex-wife. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't have a brother. I'm out of that one. I mean, how would you feel? <laughs> well, yeah, not not great. I don't, I'll be honest. I don't think we'd be ordering mutual breakfast in a hotel room and having a tete-a-tete in our robes. Um, Do you think from that day forwards, every time you looked at her face, you'd see the back of your brother's head? <laughs> back of my brother's head! <laughs> it's just superb delivery. Um, the wall for you. <laughs> um, you know, this, this, this happens every day in Arkansas! <laughs> if, if we, family, aren't we? <laughs> if we have any listeners from Arkansas, would love to hear, you know, love to kind of get your thoughts on being the butt of a joke here that's presumably playing on incest and, and kind of related. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit backwards life, isn't it? Yeah. Not backwards. I mean, backwards as in the woods. Yes, backwards. <laughs> um, so, yeah, please let us know if you're an Arkansas native and a Fraser fan. How does that How does that sit with you? Um, uh, who is it? Niles describes Lilith now as being on him like a hawk on a titmouse. <laughs> Which just kills me. Every time, that's superb. I think, I mean, that line killed me, but I must admit, I think 100% my favourite one is when Niles comes out of the bathroom. She goes, you've got egg on your face. And he goes, well, well and he, she goes, no actual egg. <laughs> that's an <laughs> understatement. <laughs> <laughs> um, after, after that brilliant exchange, we hear a knock at the door. It's Frasier. And for the second episode in a oh. row... Boy, is he horny. And he, he's come to that room with one purpose in mind. Can I ask how he knows what hotel she's in and what room she's in? Because Niles I, drove her home. I can only presume that... Because they, they don't give that made, information to you at the desk. I presume at some point she said, well, I'm staying at so-and-so. And he said, okay, then we'll get the car to pick you up because we're going to the union club or mm. something along the lines of that. And that's how he's found out. Maybe, maybe. Um, either way, he was he was that hard up. I don't think anything was going to stop him turning into a, like a detective from a noir he was film here. Over there in the morning, didn't he? And was very well. 
head. <laughs> I mean, would yeah, would you go that early in the morning? And like, I just it, the timing is terrible. I mean, you don't show up at nine hoping for like I don't know a bit of morning delight. Um, <laughs> I think they need to talk first, not just burst into a room and go right. I'm ready. Are you? Oh, you see you in the night gown. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Um, we've got the delivery now. Of my God, my Goddess. <laughs> I mean, just the way he gets those kind of bar- that bassy voice around some of these deliveries is is just fantastic. But totally read the room, off, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's very, very Fraser, and it's very he's got all the confidence in the world for a non-confident person half the time when it comes to sex, and especially with Lilith, he's mm. straight in there. And yes, my goddess, my <laughs> goddess. Uh, we now have the the guy opening the door, the maitre d', the concierge, whatever you call them, uh, with his. Okay, uh, which is just superb. I feel like I've seen him in some things, but as per usual, I haven't gone digging on IMDb because that's very much a non-starter. But yeah, I, I don't know enough of him um, mm. to be quite honest. I mean, this this scene now gets a bit more like what we saw last week with the Ski Lodge, doesn't it? You've got this fast yeah. the bathroom coming out. You know, you've got only three characters, and and every time that guy comes in to serve breakfast or to bring ketchup. It's a different pairing. First, I think it's Niles and Lilith. Then he sees Fraser and Lilith. Then he, in the end, obviously skipping ahead a bit, he sees Fraser and Niles and just walks in and goes, "Okay, and okay." The door. okay. He, even, <laughs> he even takes the um, the payment out because I think um, when Lilith comes out of the bathroom that time, she gives it to him. And, goes, and here's a very handsome tip for you to try and get rid of him. When he comes in the second time and he's got the bill, he literally just keeps it in his hand, goes, okay, and just walks back out. I'm, yeah. I'm not I gotta be involved anymore, mate, you know. Yeah, he's like Get they can settle this at the at the reception desk. I'm done here. <laughs> um, I'm done with this Arkansas room. <laughs> um Frasier now, you need your Frasier, he says to Lilith, referring to himself, not for the first or last time in third person. Do do we think there's a bit of a, a kind of a, an upwards line graph? And on, on one axis, it's the likelihood of Frasier referring to himself in the third person. On the other axis is his horniness. Because I think when, <laughs> the hornier he is, the more likely he is to call himself Frasier. I just feel like that's a, an inevitability. Well, it's definitely once, he, once a woman's dipped her toe in the uh, <laughs> lake, isn't it? Or uh, Dry land <laughs> is never the same again. <laughs> is it uh, Cape Canaveral or something like that? <laughs> Oh, crane brulee comes out, doesn't he? He says crane brulee. Crane brulee. It just, it's, it's stunning. It's so good. Um, Now Niles has discovered. I put here a measured response from Frasier. Am I being sarcastic there? What is his response to seeing Niles? Does he jump on him? He go. No, he 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 gets scared, doesn't he? Runs out of the uh, runs out of the room. He goes, I can't be here. I've got to go. He runs out, and when he comes back in, Niles says to him, "I'm th- I'm glad you've come back." And he went, "I'm wearing a bathrobe, you ninny, <laughs> <laughs> you jackass." Sorry, yeah, you jackass. I'm in a bathrobe, you jackass. <laughs> and he, believe it or not, he puts shoes and, and trousers on. He sits down and talks to them for a bit, mm. and then which is just insane. Lead, he puts his shoes on again. I noticed he puts them on, I think, twice. <laughs> I didn't clock that. Yeah. That's good. Well, got a great bit of editing there that he's wearing a pair of shoes and he goes and puts them on again. Perhaps that's an Arkansas tradition. You have to take your, your shoes on and off twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Niles now, last night was about two people ruled by very powerful super egos. He's trying to defend his actions. I think I think for all the love Niles gets, people should really be rallying against him in this episode because I think him trying to defend his position here, it's pretty unforgivable. Well, you say that there's even a line that Frazier says. I think he butts in at one point when they're arguing. He goes, why am I even trying to defend myself? Yeah. <laughs> 
nothing. He's literally turned up. And Nas is trying to say, well, you've, you've done the wrong thing. You're chasing after Lilith. Hold on a second, mate. You're my brother. And you just slept with her. Yeah. You know, why, why am I defending myself for being in the wrong when you? he feels like Nas has done wrong? Lilith, I don't know whether she has or hasn't. You know? It's just... <laughs> that again goes back to the morals of it. Who's actually done the worst here? Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's a it's a funny one, and I think I think people are going to come down on both sides of the fence. But I think yeah, I think the reason this is just so controversial is because I guess it's just a very unlikely development between the two of them, given that they are very ethical, they are very moral, and going, yeah. going back to the ski lodge again quickly, you've got Annie chasing Niles mm. and makes it very obvious she's chasing Niles, but like you say at the end, she walks into Fraser's bedroom. Mm. had Fraser have been in there we're almost in the same position that she was chasing Niles, Niles knew that he was chasing Daphne, he wasn't interested in Niles, in, interested in Annie if Fraser would have slept with Annie who fancied Niles first, are we almost not in slightly the same situation? I think maybe slightly, maybe by 5% or so <laughs> there's, there's, there's rumblings of similarity it's, it's very strange like I say this room service setup <clears> in the end in the hotel room is very similar isn't it you know mm. boats chasing in women chasing into another room it's going in and out of two doors it's almost farcical for half of the episode of who's going into the bathroom and coming out next and then the guy coming in with the trolley and going out and Frasier leaves and then Niles comes out Niles goes back in do you know what I mean there's a lot of door slamming opening and and changing of characters and again who's chasing who and no one's chasing the uh, concierge as you say <laughs> <laughs> no one is bloke. <laughs> um i've already said this line but yeah whenever i look at your face i'll see the back of my brother's head it's just superb it's so just kind of evocative and oh, it's that's a phenomenal line um and then my final bullet point is is it niles or frazier who says no niles says are we okay frazier says no but we will be um yeah, moment i really like that moment i really like that line like you say just the way kelsey turns to him and says no but we will be because no of course they're not but they're brothers they mm. have to be. they have to fix it somehow and, and kelsey knows or fraser sorry yeah knows that that's going to happen and he is going to forgive his brother obviously we, like you say we never talk about this again it just disappears doesn't it i think until it actually is it when niles was getting married to daphne they bring up the fact that niles slept with lilith once this gets kept a secret until that moment i think it's quite late on when they get married and they go well what about that night you had with lilith what yeah <laughs> And Daphne's quite shocked, yeah. So it does As get he would be. Three or four years. God, man, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a hell of a reveal to come back to bite you on the ass. But again, um, I'm not saying to put you in this position, but say this did happen between you and your brother. I imagine one of you would walk back into that house and you'd see your dad and you'd say, you wouldn't believe what he's just done. <laughs> You're like, yeah, well, I'd be distraught. And you think that Daphne in the background cleaning something, an objet here, an objet there, askew doesn't hear that. She hears everything. She knows everything that's going on. But for four or five years, she doesn't know that Niles slept with Cliffy. Yeah, I don't think something this seismic could escape even even Brian. Um, I think, yeah. I would imagine Roz would find out somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it's, yeah. One of the, I don't even want to think about being in this position because it's just so, it's so bloody awkward. Uh, top 10, Stephen. Is this in your top 10? It's not, but... I think the second half could be if the first half... I'm not saying the first half of this episode isn't good. I, I enjoy it. I it is just build-up, isn't it? Yeah, if the first half was as good as the second half, as solid, mm. then 100% it could be. But yeah. for now, it's not, I'm afraid. 
It is likewise not in my top 10, so that elusive final place and my favourite episode of Frasier for Stop still continues to rumble on. Um, Best actor, who have you gone for? Do you know what? I believe it's in the rules that I can pick B.B. Newith. Oh, you you absolutely can? Then I 100% pick Lilith. Well, Joe, wonderful. So have I. Would you like to do the honours of justifying... Well, um, I think she looks incredible in the episode, if I'm honest. I think she plays Lilith absolutely outstandingly. There's nothing you can do. Every delivery of every line that she has. In fact, in the entire series, every line that Bibi Newith portrays Lilith as, I think she nails and is hilarious. I think she's absolutely phenomenal. And I think it's a shame that she's not in actually more episodes of this current setup of Frasier. And uh, spoiler alert, if anyone's not kept up to date with the reboot and um, doesn't know this, but Phoebe Newith is penned in to reprise the role of Lilith. Mm. So we will see some more of Lilith, and I can already feel the curtain rising. <laughs> 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 Encore, bravo! Uh, bravo! Um, I think she's a great addition, and I'm pleased that um, hopefully we'll see a lot more of Lilith in the future. Mm. Well, crescendo, my young maestro, crescendo. <laughs> uh, Kenneth e. Burling, does he eat food in the bathroom? No, 100% he can't. No, not a chance. Really? This is Burley would not condone that. No, she she saw once some kind of barbecue sticky rib fingerprints on the toilet seat lid. She's like, Kennedy, whatever you've been doing in here, it ain't happening again. Uh, he stopped threesomes because he doesn't do those anymore. She said, no, and no with the food in the bathroom anymore. We're not having it. No, and there was that, that godforsaken time where both of those things occurred in the bathroom. And uh, the less said about that, the better. Uh, whose crane is it anyway? That is all that remains left to play before we jump over to a slightly depleted listener mail this week. The word for you this week, Steve, is erase. Who uses I, the word erase? It's going to be one of the brothers. At a guess. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that Fraser says he wants to erase that from his memory. I don't know. <laughs> You're on the right lines, but it is our actor pick. It's Lilith. Lilith says, I can understand your shock. And believe me, if I could erase everything that happened last night, I would. But if you could just look at this rationally, just for a moment, we didn't technically do anything wrong. Um, which, again, is slightly like a red flag to a bull. I was led down a Freudian pathway, wasn't I? So. You were. You wanted my dark, dead end hallways, I'm afraid. Uh, all that remains, Steve, is to jump over to Listener Mail, shall we? Yeah, ping it over, ping it over. Excellent. Raz, who's our next caller? So, Listener Mail this week, as I say, a little bit depleted. Um, it's That's probably our fault from irregular update patterns and, and the Reddit threads kind of getting lost and, and whatnot. But still, we have some things to read out. Uh, MK, I've never known an episode of this podcast to be so warm, nurturing, and unselfish. Room service is just off my top 10, but not by much. Oh, big, big words from MK. Uh, Re-ratings for Fraser's show being mentioned. It does come up a few times in discussions about contracts and whatnot, but I think it's the only time where it's labelled to a specific time it's being calculated. Some other examples in Season 7, Episode 21, The Three Faces of Frasier. Um, Look at these ratings. Roz says, Frasier says, perfectly fine, just levelling off. Roz says, that's what happens when you hit rock bottom. Season 9, Episode 10, Junior Agent. Frasier is losing in the ratings to cuddle up with Dr. Zack. Um, 
They sometimes mention the sweeps week or we're in sweeps, which although aren't actual ratings, are time periods (laughs) where stations will put their best shows or promising new shows out to get as much attention from the audience as possible. The better they do, the more stations can charge for advertising. They are ratings adjacent and several times Frasier makes references to sweeps or sweeps week, such as in season one, episode 20, 40 something, the caller is in a love triangle. Oh, goody, it's sweeps week. And season two, episode Episode 8, Adventures in Paradise Part 1, when he and Madeline try to find some time to go away, one of Fraser's objections <laughs> is Sweeps Week. Uh, there might be more, but those are the ones I remembered. Uh, where is Marius before the lovemaking on the balcony, starting without them? Uh, all the mom characters you reference, I guess we will be blaming Mother today. Uh, trivia and fun bits for room service then. For a pregnant lady, Ros peed pretty quickly to get her back into the scene. I verified with my wife that it seemed fast. <laughs> I love the idea. Honey, how long does it take for you to pee? Um, when Fraser chastises Martin and Daphne for wanting to hide in their rooms, they both decide to hide in Martin's room. That's not the first time or last time that happens. Yeah, I think there's a few that they both run down that same corridor, don't it they? It is. Uh, there is. Uh, and in the end credit scene, Lilith is eating breakfast in the bathroom. But the ketchup bottle has magically appeared and Niles' plate has magically disappeared. So she gets her ketchup in the end. So all's well that ends well. Thank you, MK. I think next up we have Carl Winston. Carl Winston. Uh, uh, Mr. Hamish. Uh, hi, gents. Welcome to a new round of listener mail. Oh, I'm intrigued. Mm. A couple of episodes back, you talked about stoats. They are very abundant, shall we say, down here in New Zealand and are a big pest. They make look they may look cute, Steve, but they are nasty little buggers in the wild at the same time, here at least. Mm. You were discussing Shanksman's fragrance he was wearing, and it got me thinking. I wonder if it was the same as Daphne was wearing. Forbidden. Forbidden. Could explain the reaction Niles gave on top of his Mara sleeping with the counsellor. And, of course, its meaning was literal for Niles in every sense of the word. Oh, yeah. Room service. Superb episode. I have one gripe, though. Niles sleeps with Lilith, and naturally there's a reaction from Fraser and panicked by the said offenders. However, the next episode, Beware of the Greeks, they seem fine. I know it would take me a lot longer to forgive my brother in that instance. Perhaps it was the distraction of Coven Yvonne. Cousin Yvonne, sorry. By the way, Mrs. Pappas is having an affair. Very hush-hush. Very hush-hush. <laughs> Peace, lads. And as always, up the villa. Hammy. Excellent. Yeah, very, very good point. Um, and, and, and I completely agree. The fact that this has moved on within an episode is is insane. Let's have the most dramatic thing ever happen between the two brothers for 20 minutes. And then we'll move on. But to be um, fair, in Three Valentines, uh, Niles burns the whole couch down. In the next episode, that couch is perfectly fine and never mentioned again. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And I don't know how we're supposed to believe that one. But... It's a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, and I think we've got here Ashley Two, who says, Hi, guys. Short time listener, first time caller. I assume this is where we post comments and whatnot. Uh, yes, it is. You found the right place. Uh, started listening to the podcast whilst traveling and started off with favorite episodes of mine and now just randomly sampling the rest because I thought I'd share some comments from across multiple episodes. This is a nice little throwback to other episodes that we've done for, for listeners. Uh, listening to Halloween slash The Kid, I believe I saw recently that Ross having a baby was the network's idea, perhaps to give her more, uh, but can't quite remember. And I think the writers ended up liking the idea and thinking it worked well rather than the usual network network interference uh can't remember which episode but you mentioned it might have been intentional that martin said they left nars for last so he stands out this will be in, in the credits when yeah, people that was, have, that was me that yeah 
remember that. Mirroring John Mahoney's credit. If an actor is and, it is usually a sign that either they are more established or is part of, an, of a negotiation tactic because it stands out. Other examples include Anthony Michael Hall in Buffy, Chevy Chase in Community, and Rob Lowe in Parks and Rec. Uh, who are all established actors compared to most of the rest of the cast. You also sometimes have and slash with, like latter seasons of Buffy, where it was Anthony Michael Head and with Alison Hannigan, as she had become famous from American Pie, and presumably you can't really have the star as and, which is why someone like Kelsey wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, we had the comment because <laughs> he said something like, and you, Niles, they left you to the end, remember? And that's- yeah. And I think I mentioned it was a dig, or not a dig, but a thing about, because the credits always say, and John Mahoney, he's always the last one, which, and it was good that it was his line that he said that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, But the main reason I'm here is because it's so weird hearing a podcast by some brummies. Being from Kiddy, I assume they mean Kidderminster, uh, myself originally, it feels very close to home. In fact, I ended up moving to Birmingham during the pandemic. Just listened to the Where Every Bloke episode, uh, and hearing you talk about some pubs I've been to was very disarming, but in a good way. I've not really got a favourite pub, but the one I have been to most in Brum is Bacchus, because when I used to come up for the weekend from London, I'd have an hour or so to kill on a Sunday night between trains, so I'd go there as it was quiet, near the station, and had those big throne-like seats. I love Bacchus. I can't remember if I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's like this, it's like hidden down this kind of dark stairwell. And it's like going into the underworld. It's all done out in kind of like, it looks like you're entering a Roman temple. It's amazing. Um, You said about what if a pub with an old slash established clientele suddenly changed and they mentioned they had a pub uh, near them in London, which was a real spit and sawdust place. Um, But it says a new owner who brought in things like drag bingo and a lot of the old bar proppers left, um, which I think is, is going to happen. Bars go through life cycles. Um, they get taken under new ownerships. The owners do new things with them. Um, people come, people go. That's that's how it goes. Uh, keep up the good work, everyone. I'm including the trivia people in that. You folks really do come up with some delightfully devilish ones. Looking forward to hearing the Ski Lodge episode. Well, you've heard it. Uh, and if you haven't seen it already, there was a great oral history on the episode a few years back, um, which we can re- you can read over on, on Yahoo, actually, um, from a few years ago. Thank you, everyone, for writing in this week. Steve, anything to add there? Well, I, I presume that from that, I'm a I'm a honorary brummy because I'm not actually from Birmingham. I'm from Suffolk originally. I live in Essex currently. However, my grandfather on my mother's side was from Brown Hills. Mm. So I believe from that, my family is from Birmingham. So <laughs> you, you can be included there. It's not just me and Key and our thick accents. Um, I, have, I do have an accent, but it's not Northern or Midlands. But there's, there's still a connection there. There's still a connection. Um Next week, we'll be looking at Beware of Greeks. As we've said, controversial, you betcha. So uh, we'll see how we how we fare of that one. But other than that, I've been Will. And I've been Steve. Thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, man. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. Ha! But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.